One of the best little breakthroughs I've had is thinking of myself not as this body that I kind of drive around in. I'm a high maintenance machine. Like I need work to keep things running well. The thing that actually works the best for me is to break that pattern of stationary, go do something physically. Yep. And that's the last thing I ever want to do. <laughs> right. That was not classified as self-care in my head. That was yeah. maintenance. I'm kind of viewing refreshment now as less a comforting thing and more of like a this just has to happen kind of thing. Welcome to the Really Real Podcast, a podcast where all three hosts are definitely wearing pants, which is probably true, but it's weird that they made me specify that. Now, here's your host, Anson, Kara, and Isaac with pants. <laughs> hey, hey, welcome to the Really Real Podcast, a show where three friends sit down for a drink and some refreshingly honest conversation about real life. The three friends, Anson, Isaac, and Kara. Guys, this is our last episode before we take a little bit of a break for the holiday season. Aww. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to the show today because we've got a lot of good stuff on tap. We've got The World is Lava. I'm talking about how I sometimes have a bit of a problem where I tend to make other people's problems my own problems. Yeah. yeah. Part of that is a good thing. Sure. Empathy mm. is very good. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I start to actually feel more sorry for myself yeah. than the original <laughs> person that was having the problem. Oh. Yeah. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that experience. Isaac has Amateur Hour, and I am very, very excited about this week's Amateur Hour because we're getting close to Christmas. <sighs> yes. And Isaac, you said a few minutes ago to yeah. me that you have never wrapped presents. Not a once. Once. Ever? No. In your life. What did being, you do? Being, <laughs> we didn't really do like a gift exchange among our siblings growing oh, up. Okay. So that really wasn't a concern. Yeah. I was more on the purely carnal receiving end of Christmas <laughs> magic. Like, I didn't think about others. Christmas was an entirely <laughs> self-interested event. I was like, give me. Yeah. That's changed now. I was going to say, but what about you? I've yeah, grown up. You got married. I married a very gifts-oriented person. Oh, yeah. And I've been told this year specifically that my habit of handing her an Amazon box unwrapped <laughs> oh, has been unappreciated. Okay. <laughs> so I'm wrapping gifts this year. This is a big change. Wrapping it. gifts is... <laughs> A challenge. I hate it so much. So I can't wait to hear how much of a challenge it has been for someone who has literally I'm, never done it in yeah, their life before. Yeah, it's not great. I'm excited. Coming up after that, we've got time travel. Kara is taking us back to a time when she was 30, flirty, and thriving. That's right. And also cruising. <laughs> also cruising. Yes. It was amazing. Taking us back to uh, Kara's single life. Very much looking forward to hearing yeah. about the social media posts, I assume, that yes. were kind of a part of that was a part of it. That experience. It was exciting. So we'll go back and check that out. And then our word of the week for this week is a little bit of an interesting one. You know, we've done a lot of words over the last few episodes that, you know, if you do like a control F in the Bible, mm -hmm. and you're trying to find references that reference these words, words like anger or peace, they're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, right. Yes. And, and now we're going to a word refresh that feels a little more 21st century to me. Yes. Um, yes, it does show up in the Bible a couple times, but not nearly as much some of these other words that we've talked about. Right. It's true. And I feel like even just hearing it, my very first impression is hope. Ah, like kind of yeah. a, a hopeful. Okay. Yes. 2020 has been rough. We spend a lot of time covering. Mm. Yes, it's hard. It's bad. It's difficult. All of these things. Refresh. Yes, like please. We're coming towards 2021. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a moment to take a deep breath. Yeah. That's what I think of. A deep breath. Look forward yeah. to what's next. Yeah. Where do we go from here? Yes. And I think just that kind of forward looking mentality is hopeful mm. to me. Yeah. And so I hope that at the end of this <laughs> podcast, you're going to feel that as well. Yeah. Mm. That there is some hope 
hope on the horizon. Mm. And we're going to talk a little bit about what that might look like. Mm. So let's start with what everyone is drinking today. Isaac, what you got in your cup over there? They're calling this a medium. This is a small coffee. That they, is a small I coffee. asked for a medium coffee and I think I got a small, which might be good for me today. Though, <laughs> because, they just uh, knew that that's what you small. needed. Yeah. Actually. As my voice was shaking as I ordered it, they were like, <laughs> Give him, give him a medium give, caffeine, give, please. Give him a small. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that, yeah. that's not good. It's kind of crunch season right now with everything going on and responsibilities and planning and stuff. So yeah, it is. I'm being sustained by the hot bean juice um, <laughs> known as coffee. And I've been really enjoying it. So just black coffee, just straight. like a grizzly detective working a case with some old coffee. That makes so. me think of King Julian and the episode of. Yes. Sorry. For those who don't know King Julian from Madagascar, the kids cartoon. Yes. There's also a <laughs> Netflix show and there's an episode where he gets like what's he call episode. it what's he call it the co- coffee call it like magic, magic bean, bean juice magic maybe? bean juice maybe. yes is that, is that what he calls I, it I'm like 90 percent sure okay we should watch that episode again because it's glorious that's that's just, about where yeah. I'm orbiting right that's now that's where too. you're feeling yeah. watch a kid's show yeah that's and a good one to start a, with yeah. a good one anyway I'm <laughs> yeah. having King Julian vibes coffee, over coffee brings in this like sweaty focus that yeah. I need and like physical sweat <laughs> but with focus yes so just excuse me as I do that through this recording fair enough Carol what are you drinking i'm drinking christmas tea it is black tea infused with some cinnamon clovey type things and so it's very festive and it's not quite at the level of coffee but it's a little bit of a kick yeah i've already had coffee this morning and if i drink too much i'm gonna be yeah at the jittery place so it's just right it's very comforting and christmasy nice yeah like it I have a, a water bottle. Hey, <laughs> I did that a couple of weeks ago. Which, yeah, so I'm doing the water <laughs> thing today. Good for you. It is kind of crazy to me. I like this. Probably doesn't sound like a revelation that I think it is. <laughs> I'm so ready for this. Sometimes water is the best tasting thing. Yes. Oh yeah. In the it world. is. It totally is. When you're thirsty, there's just like nothing. <laughs> Especially an Ozarka branded water bottle. Yes. Yeah. This is like a commercial. <laughs> is Ozarka sponsoring this episode? It does say it's a 100% recycled bottle. So. So nice. I guess that's my excuse for drinking out of a do water bottle. Do you have like a, a Nalgene or something that you use? Or are yeah, you a water I do bottle actually. Drinker? No, I, I usually use, what are they called? Reusable. The, the metal cup thing oh, Yeti that's type. all the rage now. Yeah, yeah the yeah, Yeti yeah. insulated cup. Mm-hmm. Those are the best. Yes. Yeah. I forgot to bring it this morning, which is uh, why oh, I grabbed yeah. a water bottle sure. out of the fridge. Fair. But I will say, like, if you're trying to make sure that you're getting enough water, yeah. those Yeti cups are awesome. They're the I, best. I tend to carry one around with me basically all the time. Mm-hmm. It keeps your water cold for like a Hours. witchcraft level <laughs> you'll be dead <laughs> and your children will inherit your cold beverage exactly. it's incredible like i wake up in the morning yeah. and awesome. reach over for my cup and it's still cold from the night before that yeah. is amazing so if you're trying to drink more water and you don't have one of those already you need one get one of those for being hydrated instead yeah. of doing the, Way to go. the water bottle thing good job all right let's talk about what's on repeat this week isaac we're gonna run back around the circle to you to get us started <laughs> yes so on repeat this week i've had jump by sansone I gotta jump. I gotta jump. I gotta jump. Turns out my conscious rapping twin. Have you seen this guy looks like me? I don't know if you guys noticed this. <laughs> I, I did I knew not. When I first heard this song, that it was going to be your my pick. On repeat. Yeah. I actually like, just thought of you too. It's but just an Isaac song. It is it a is. very yeah. He's a, he <laughs> classifies himself as a conscious rapper, which is kind of that realm of propaganda. Like mm-hmm. makes uh, you yes. think about stuff. Yeah. But I will tell you, I went on a bike ride. <laughs> yesterday after our two hour zoom meeting oh yeah i listened to this song 
and I clocked my fastest time going up a hill. Uh, wow. I went up a half mile hill about a full minute quicker than I ever have before. Oh my okay. goodness. So I was hyped in this song. And that's interesting because it's not I would, it's, it's not necessarily like a hype song. But, that's but not it's what just, I would think but of. it's got energy. It's got like, energy. Yeah. yeah. And and I think that that's kind of the intersection of things that I like. It's good lyrics paired with an energy behind a song where yes. it's not Lil John in the club kind of stuff. Right. But it's just it's motivating to yeah. me. And wow. I've kind of needed that to round out this year. I think. Okay. So yeah. yeah, it's a new for us i cannot get enough it's not a high bpm song but it's definitely got that it's got like a punch to it right yeah i can definitely feel that that's fun okay well mine is more of just a hype song in general it is alive again by unsecret every time this song comes on you guys i'm just doing a little dance in my car (laughs) and my it's very boppy it is a boppy it's very boppy it's dancey and boppy but it's not as high energy as some of them it's like a chill energy Mm, bop almost like the little do 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 runs around in my head (laughs) it's really fun yeah i just like it and that's that's all (laughs) (laughs) that's fair yeah i love that's what both of you are describing with your on repeats this week it's like it's just good sometimes you just need a song that speaks your language and makes you feel better exactly and sometimes that's enough Mm -hmm. yeah my on repeat for this week is Zombie by Lecrae. I was like a zombie, zombie, zombie. Same as you guys. This song makes me feel good yeah. when I listen yeah. to it. I listen to a lot of new music. I'm constantly trying to find new songs for Real FM. Yes. And every once in a while, I have a song where I hear it and I'm maybe like 30 seconds into the song the very first time I listen to it and I go, Yep, this is it. Ah, And that happens rarely because a lot of times, even for a really good song, it takes a few listens to kind of get into a song and kind of feel like it starts to feel a little familiar to you Mm -hmm. and you start to build up an attachment to it. Every once in a while, there's a song where just like first time through, I'm like, love this, love everything about it. Yeah, sign (laughs) me up. And this was one of those songs for me. Lecrae has really branched out, I would say, in terms of his style over the last three or four years. This song, I feel like, is a little bit of a like vintagey throwback Lecrae. Cray, okay. Where, like you get a little bit more of that classic melodic hooky yeah. Lecrae yes. that you just like cannot stop humming. Yes. And that's what the song is to me. I catch myself humming it at random times mm. and it's just got <laughs> this like, I don't know, this levity to it too. That mm-hmm. just, it's a make you smile kind of song. Yeah, it is. So, it's like a it's, good one. It's very much talking about the struggles that he went through and how he came out of it, mm. but with a very like positive, hopeful yeah. slant. It's yeah. upbeat somehow. Yeah. Even and though he's talking about being zombie. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and it, just all of these songs like remind me of the word that we're going to be talking about this week, yeah. which is refresh. Nice. And I don't know, I feel like we're maybe even subconsciously at the end of 2020 we've spent a lot of time talking about songs that have encapsulated the struggle that 2020 has been yeah and i think now we're kind of moving into like all right let's bring some happiness <laughs> yeah. back into the equation here yes. even if we're not quite there yet let's speak it into existence yes, sure have please to. yeah my name is kara culver and i'm running for city council i was born and raised in a small town in nebraska So I think maybe I can help make this small town a better place. I would do that by cleaning up the parks and giving the kids some new park equipment. Also by handing out more cookies to people because cookies make everyone happier. And I'd like to start a special kindness initiative because I think people should stop being mean to each other. This year, vote Kara Culver for city council, but only if you want to. Seriously, no pressure. I'm Kara Culver, proud to sponsor this episode of the Really Real Podcast. Get ready. The world is lava. It's so hot right now. 
the world is a bit of a scary place sometimes, and we like to talk about the pit of lava that we narrowly avoided each week. And my pit of lava this week was actually somebody else's pit of lava Ooh. that oh. then I almost kind of fell into myself, <laughs> I suppose you could say. Yes. Okay. Uh huh. Here's the deal. Empathy is a good thing, right? Feeling other people's problems, <laughs> we relating can agree about to that. them. Yes. That's, Mostly. that's a fair statement, right? Yes. For the most part, mm-hmm. relating to other people is a positive. Yeah. And yet sometimes too much of a good thing <laughs> can become a bad thing. Uh, uh-huh. Yep. And uh-huh. I think Kara, maybe he's even talked a little bit about this before. My wife had a very tough week this last week for a variety of reasons. Mm. And so we spent a lot of time talking through those reasons and what was going on in her life that was so difficult. You all are married. And so you understand this feeling that when someone that you love is hurting, it's painful for you as well. It's the worst thing in the world. You feel that as a byproduct of what they're feeling. And sometimes you might even say you feel it even more acutely than your own problems most married people probably can relate to this feeling yep. of like, man, when the person that I love most in the world is hurting yeah. Yeah. and I am not capable of solving or <sighs> fixing it or it even becomes just your center of attention. Into, right. Yeah. The hurt. It's yes. like you become obsessed with trying to yep. fix this person's problem. Yeah. Yep. And then when you can't, it can be kind of despairing yeah. for yourself. Yes. That was kind of the path that I went on this week. Mm. Someone I love is hurting. How do I help them with this? Mm. Trying to help, trying to help, trying to help, trying to help. (laughs) And then eventually getting to the point of like, okay, Uh, not making a lot of discernible progress here. Yeah. Yeah. That causes me to despair. Okay. Now I'm feeling pretty bad about this. And now all of a sudden this thing that was this person's problem has generated a problem of my own. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So separate from all of the stuff you're struggling with, I now have my own struggle, which is you're hurting. I can't help you. And that makes me hurt. And I don't know what to do with that. Yes. Which there's a danger in that of I could react poorly to your hurt because now I'm hurt and frustrated. Exactly. Yeah. That is the pit of lava that I would say (laughs) I narrowly avoided. Yeah. I fell into plenty of others this week, but I would say the one that I was able to kind of narrowly avoid was this making your problem my problem and then putting it back on you. Oh, that's so hard. Yeah. Because that's the last thing that I want to do in that situation. Your problem has become my problem. That part of it is kind of unavoidable. I'm not really sure of a way to get around that. But I think the thing that I can avoid is making that problem a problem for the original person all again, over again. Right. right. Yeah. So now not only do you need to worry about the problem that you've already been worrying about, you now need to worry about me. Yep. Like I don't want to make my problem even more important to you than yours. Like right. you already have enough on your plate that you're dealing with. Yeah. You don't need to be worrying about me and dealing you, with me. You also. can't vent to the person about the problem <laughs> that they caused by venting to you about their problem. Exactly. <laughs> That's just double jujitsu voodoo bad. You can't right. do that. I could feel myself wanting to tell my wife, uh, your problems are just really problematic for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're bringing me down. You're such a drain. You're, yeah. You're yeah. really draining yeah. me. Uh, right now. And like that would have been exceedingly unhelpful to oh, yeah. do in that way yeah and so what i realized pretty quickly was okay i have to find other outlets right for what i'm feeling yeah which is good the first step of that is recognizing the need for an outlet Yeah. yeah right because i think that's where i get tripped up at first is i'm like 
this isn't even my problem, right? Yeah. So why do I need an ally? I'm supposed to be the helper here, right? right? Why Not am the I one struggling? That needs help, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so I can handle this. And that's like the <laughs> famous last words, yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> narrator, he could not handle this <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And so uh, that was the first step, having to come to this realization of yeah. like, I got this. Yeah. No, I, nope. I do not got this. Mm-hmm. And then the second step is, okay, where's my outlet? And realizing my normal outlet is not in a place, mm-hmm. is not capable of being that right. outlet for me right now. Yep. So I've got to go find other options. Yes. Yep. And through some really good conversations with a few really good friends, yeah. I think I was able to find that outlet and allow mm-hmm. that venting to take place sure. in a mm-hmm. safe and healthy way yeah. without causing extra burden to my wife. Yeah. yeah. And maybe at some point we can circle back around and we can kind of close that loop with each other and yeah. have some discussions about it and talk about how what you were feeling made me feel this way. And then this was how I was feeling. And, yeah. and yeah. we can work through all of that. But trying to find opportunities to do that venting in a way that's not going to cause additional harm to the person who's yeah. already hurting. Yeah. That was the thing that I had to figure out this week. And that's, I think for the most part, I was able to get there. That's a big deal. That's a very healthy thing to learn. And figure out early on in life is Mm. like this person that is my normal go to cannot always be my go to when they're hurting and I have to be the stable, solid place. Then I have to find somewhere else to support me so I can come back to the relationship as a solid. Because if you don't do that, you'll end up building up resentment. You can't help but build up resentment if you keep those sort of feelings inside and Mm -hmm. they're making life difficult for you. And it's okay to admit that that's making your life difficult. Mm. Like that's the first step of that. I think Uh, that's a really good point, Isaac, because I think this ideal exists in the marital relationship of ultimate and supreme balance at all times, right? Like, <laughs> right. like yeah. you yeah. have 50% and I have 50% and yeah. we feed off of each other and help each other. And that is the way that a relationship should be if you look at it in its totality, right? Yes. If you zoom way, way out, yes. yes, a relationship is give and take. Right. But in any individual day, week, month, year, mm-hmm. whatever, like yep. moment, life isn't fair, right? And right. like yeah. relationships aren't fair either. And so there are days or weeks where one person is truly going to bear more of the burden yeah. sure. in a relationship than the other person. But you take turns doing that. Right. right. And yeah. But that can be a very good thing yeah. if you can recognize it and then figure out how to make that mm-hmm. work for that yes. period of time. Yes. Uh, and that's what's hard is because if you don't figure out those healthy outlets to maintain that kind of imbalance for a time. Yeah. I think you're right, Isaac. I think resentment does start to creep into that. And you yeah. go like, so how come we always just talk about your problems? Or how come like <laughs> yeah. you're the one that always gets to feel sad and needs support from me yep, yep. and never the other way around? Yeah. But if you start falling into that while the other person is in crisis mode, yeah. it's just it's a completely unfair thing not good to put back on them. Yeah. Learning how to recognize that as step one and mm. then step two, say, all right, where are my outlets? Where do I go from here so that I can sustain this imbalance for as long as we need to sustain it Mm -hmm. until we can kind of get back to some sort of equilibrium. Yeah. I've learned some important lessons this week. Yeah. Good job. Amateur hour. Amateur. Amateur hour. Yeah. Amateur hour. (laughs) Now it's time for amateur hour where we step out of our comfort zone and into something we suck at. (laughs) And in my case, it was stepping on to rolls and rolls of tape and... (laughs) 
crinkling <laughs> wrapping paper and being oh really gosh. bad. Oh boy. I feel this one so hard for Do you? you. Yes, because I'm terrible at okay. gift wrapping also. I helped you grab some gifts one time. Yes, no, I, you did not. I actually at one point brought Christmas yeah. presents into work <laughs> what? and asked Kara to wrap them for me. That and is amazing. That's true. That's and very impressive. Brought them yeah, back Thank to my you. wife for Christmas, who immediately <laughs> yeah. identified the fact that I did not wrap the presents. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's very clear. True. This I'm box, available for hire. This box smells good and looks <laughs> nicely done. Yeah. It is yeah. not you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> when Brie was picking this one for me, because I live with her, every time she needs to be asked what I suck at, she has like a list. I of feel like that, that like, was maybe the number one lesson that we learned. Was, our yeah. spouses from this know. segment is, yeah. They yeah. know you, the thing. If you ever have listened to any of our podcast episodes, <laughs> right, yeah. wondering to yourself, huh, what are the things that I'm not very good at? Yeah. I wonder what those are. Like, hey, dear. If you're married, go talk to your spouse and ask them yep. that question. Yeah. Just gird yourself before you do. Prepare. Yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm okay with not being good at wrapping presents. Yeah. Contrary to my sparkly nature, I'm not a gift person. Okay. Like, I would rather spend time with somebody. Yeah. I would rather talk to them, give them words, yeah. access like, services. I can't remember. We did that love language. Right. Episode. Yeah. Was this at the bottom of yours? It was yours? at the bottom like, of yeah. mine. That's I'm right. not. Yeah. I don't even. Let's go ahead and get into this. <laughs> I, I don't even on a practical utilitarian standpoint ever understand why I would further distance the person from the thing I got them <laughs> in the form of a crinkly barrier of sparkly wrapping paper. Why do that? It's pointless. If I have something for you behind my back and I go here, Anson, here it is. The shock is the same. I'm just making it harder on you. By wrapping it and presenting so, you with a check. Okay. So existentially, you don't even agree. I don't with the even concept agree of with wrapping it. paper. Okay. I think it's a waste of resources. Wow. So and this, this is, is what makes it that much more. Oh, I hated it. Difficult. <laughs> yeah. You're already coming into it completely opposed to the very like idea. Well, it's of it is a, it's awesome. a compulsory formality, which yes. I just like. I don't understand <laughs> it at all. Like, okay, you've never you don't get any joy. From opening a wrapped object. The wrapped presence. I think that it was this miscommunication between my parents going, oh, look, they love it. When I'm like ripping the paper off of like, no, just give me my thing. <laughs> like, I think that they got the joy out of that. I did not. I got no. I, I just derived, want the thing. I derived no joy from that process. I see. I see. It was a race to get through. And my just mom. Just hand me the thing. My mom double wrapped Gorilla Glued. Oh, like, my. She was a those, yeah. excellent rapper. She was brutal. It took it. multiple turns of the <laughs> toy Lego box to get it open. And so that I didn't it, build up any sort of like suspense of joy for you. Just frustration. Just, just anger. Primal rage. <laughs> and then like the cleanup of wrapping. No it's idea. a lot. No, I don't See, like it. That's where I'm different from so you. Like, I'm, I'm very bad at wrapping, yeah. but I have nothing against the idea of it. Yeah, me yeah. either. I'm not into it. So, And, and we're <laughs> going to be cutting to like the audio that I have a 25 minute session. Oh, I can't wait. Of me wrapping what's effectively a hat box. No way. Got a loved one of mine, a Carhartt beanie for Christmas. Okay. okay. And I thought, this is nice. He can just wear it immediately. Bree told me, no, this needs to be wrapped. Ah. And I said, what, like in a sock? Like oh, I need to put this, <laughs> this sock thing in another, why? Another sock. And she had to sit down at the table and she had to explain to me with a serious face why people get joy from this. <laughs> All while looking at me like I have to assume cops look at a person they're interrogating like, what's wrong with you? 
Who is this robot that I married? You're a happy person. How do you not like gifts? This is a good question. And and yeah. because Brie is a gifts person, mm-hmm. we just had this moment of like not speaking each other's language. Right. Complete, uh-huh. Just going past each other. On this complete, fundamental level. Like, complete bafflement. She had to say like, okay, you know how in hot chocolate, when you can see the marshmallows in there, it's better than when you can't. <laughs> And I was like, you're just proving my point further. I want to know what's in there. (laughs) And that didn't go well. Oh, my goodness. So she sent me a Better Homes and Gardens tutorial. (laughs) No way. That's even better. She sent me the easiest guide possible and to watch the video. I think that that might break the rules, though. No, it's not breaking the rules. I promise it's way too hard for you to do it on your own. I don't think I'm going to watch the video. Of how to wrap a Christmas present. Is oh Brie like my. an expert Christmas wrapper? Oh, I, oh, oh she, yeah. She has she like is. grid. She, be, she has right? like a grid pattern that she yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. Okay. And all of this stuff. She has like a Christmas wrapping yeah, station. Like, yes. One of those people that like, you know, you have to put everything in like a perfect like square box or like uh, right to, you know, to wrap inside we spent, of the box and the whole. We wow. spent 45 minutes. At the Dollar General getting perfectly sized boxes. Oh, you go buy the boxes. We buy boxes. You buy boxes. A transaction is made for a container that's going to be thrown away (laughs) the minute it's opened. Music is so resentful about that. I'm frustrated the most about it because I feel like this runs contradictory to the lifestyle that I lead typically. Yeah, that's true. You guys. Fun, happy times. Yeah. (laughs) Wrapping and gifts are not in that realm for me. So they've told me I need to tape the seam down about halfway mid mid belly of the box. But awesome. I do have a photo of the finished product. I can't wait. But last night I did finish wrapping after a 25 minute session. This package on your own on my own. <laughs> a little crinkly, a little, a little wrinkly, a little bit, a little thick. Um, you have a little the, thick. Yeah, yes. <laughs> a little thick. <laughs> Little little slack uh, on the edges that's there. How my uh, yeah, 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 my presents always look. They have a bulge on yeah, like one end where right. all the extra wrapping. You paper would be surprised how many times you almost say things you shouldn't say <laughs> while you're wrapping a box. I got a beard hair trapped in the clear tape. Why? Oh, that's gonna rip the tape though. This looks so bad. This does not look good. <laughs> this does not look good. Now the paper's ripping. That looks about like what I expected it to look like. Yeah, that's about right. (laughs) I wrapped wrapped a present. Good job. I mean, it's done. I even put a little bow on it. Uh I signed my name. The person that I'm getting this for is named Justin. Ah. I tried to do a fancy J and it looked like Dustin. (laughs) And I wanted to just combust into flames. I have a question. You've never wrapped a gift before this. Right. What did you do for your gifts for your wife? For your wife, yeah. I put them in a bag and I handed it to her. Like okay. a Walmart bag? Like a plastic no, like bag? A she, gift bag. I went, a gift bag. She would buy bags and I would just oh. go get a bag that she bought. Gotcha. Okay. She's derived no joy from any gift I've ever given her, apparently, <laughs> because it's all about the experience, Ooh. which I don't understand, apparently. Right. So, okay. I love Christmas. I don't like the suspense that comes with it. The best years are when I can scam my way into early access to all of my gifts, actually. That's the best time. That's when I've succeeded in my endeavors. Oh, this is not going well at all. Okay. I guess bags are better than nothing. Yeah, probably. But I have handed her directly an Amazon box. (laughs) That's a little less. Last night she goes, I don't want a gross, dirty (laughs) Amazon box. And I just said, why? (laughs) 
Okay, follow-up question. Yes. So if you were to wrap a gift for her yeah. and it looked like that, she would love it. She would appreciate the appreciate fact that you it. tried or she would be disappointed in your lack of ability? She would love it because okay. the effort was made. And going okay. further, I got her three gifts this year. Uh-huh. Ooh. This week, I am wrapping all of them. <gasps> going to do it. That's I'm amazing. going to do it. I'm going to go to a location Good where she you. can't hear me scream bad words. <laughs> what I don't like is that this requires patience and precision. Neither of which are are qualities that I've been gifted. And that's just how the Keebler cookie crumbles. And I'm just going to do it. Good for you. Take a whole Saturday. This is an important moment in your relationship, Isaac. This is going to sound dumb. Uh Doing the things that I don't want to do is so hard. (laughs) Like, like, it is so hard for me huh. to do the things Agreed. that I do. No one is a better advocate. Clip that line that you just said right there. And just because that could be used for literally anything. No one, like, no one is a better advocate against the stuff I don't want to do uh-huh. than my own voice in my head going, this it's is- pointless. I'm going to do it, and she's going to enjoy it. That's growth, Isaac. That is major growth. (laughs) Against my will completely. That is true love. Yes, we'll get there. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. See, I always have that question in the back of my mind. Yes, I know my wife really appreciates the fact that I wrap this, but I also think there's like this little seed in her. It's also like... This is pretty bad. (laughs) Doesn't look very good. (laughs) But he tried. He tried. (laughs) Okay. This looks like a serial killer's box. Hi, this is Kara Culver, your candidate for city council. You probably heard my opponent, Mr. Do Good Stuff, raise some questions about my campaign initiatives. For example, he made the point that cleaning up parks and buying new equipment would mean we have to raise taxes, and that would cause a lot of stress when the economy is already pretty bad. Honestly, I can kind of see his point. So, I mean, we definitely don't have to do that. But then... Somebody did say to me the other day that our kids are pretty important, so I totally see where they're coming from. Basically, whatever you guys want to do, I'm totally okay with it. I just want to do what's best for the community. Oh, and also, he said that cookies are bad for people, and we probably shouldn't be encouraging them to eat more. And I guess I can see where he's coming from there, too. I don't want anyone to have health problems or anything, so maybe we won't do the cookie thing. But if you do want some, just call me. I can hook you up. Oh, and finally, Mr. Do Good Stuff said he thought a kindness initiative would encourage people not to work through necessary conflict and would ultimately make things worse. And I know I do struggle with conflict, so there's probably something to that. I also think we should be nice to each other, though, so yeah. Thank you, Mr. Do Good Stuff, for your feedback, and I hope that cleared things up. I'm Kara Culver, sponsoring this episode of The Really Real Podcast. It's time! For time travel, time. It is my turn to go back in time. This week, guys, I got one of those little notifications from my Google Photos. Look back at this day. Oh, nice. Yes, from 2016. And this one always gets me when it pulls it up because in 2016, y'all, I turned 30. Uh huh. And Mm. the theme for me when I turned 30, I was single and I was determined to enjoy turning 30, even though I was very single and a little bit sad. I was like, no, 
I am going to be 30, flirty, and thriving. I like this. <laughs> this yes. is my theme for yes. 2016. Okay. Actually, it would have been for 2017 because I turned 30 at the end of 2016. Yes. So that was my theme for the year. And I kicked this off by going on a cruise with one of my best friends. Nice. Yes. That's a big deal. Very it good. was a big deal. It was like the first time I had taken like a real grown up vacation. Yeah. And by my, well, not by myself, but with my friend. And she was such a good sport. She was like, yeah, I'll totally go on a cruise with That's you. That's very cool. So we went to the Bahamas and we had good food and we sat on the deck of a cruise ship and read books. And it was really fun. It was like yeah. the perfect way to kick off turning 30 and I felt so empowered and like such a grown up and yeah. like I'm choosing to live life in spite of the fact <laughs> that it may not look like exactly what I thought it would look like when I turned 30. But you know what? Who cares? Like, I think my favorite part of that is the resolution paired with action. Yeah. Because I feel yeah. like so many times like I resolve to do something in my mm. mind. I am going to think about this situation in this way. Like yeah. you said, you know, OK, I'm 30. I'm still single. <laughs> I could be depressed about that. And you've like decided like, no, I'm not. Yeah. Not going to let that happen. I'm going yeah. to approach this in this mindset instead. Yep. And then stop. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I I've usually done do that too. before. Where like yeah. at that point, then I kind of like lose steam. Yes. And it peters out, right? Because there's no action. The idea that's itself the can't idea. perpetuate itself. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then like you took that idea and said, yeah. like, now I'm going to go do a big thing. Yeah. To live this out in yes. like a meaningful way. Yeah. And I've got to imagine that that was a huge part of your ability to, yeah. it sounds like, successfully enter into that mindset for that year. I think like, it was. Uh, to like kick it off with such a experience proof to yeah. yourself. I yeah, guess, that's a like, good point. I can actually I can do, this do this thing that I resolve mm-hmm. to do. Right. It's possible to enjoy life to the fullest, even if it doesn't look the way I expected. And to be single and 30, it's fine. Like this is great. And I have great friends that I can celebrate life with and go out and enjoy it. And yeah, you're, I hadn't thought about it that way. But yeah, it kicked off a really fun year. Yeah. And now even when I go back and look at 2017, I've thought of this before and I never actually put this together that like, wow, 2017 was a really good year. The mm. things that That's I look cool. back on yeah. and I never really put it together with like this kicked it off Interesting. that year. So you started with a new resolution that sort of changed your perspective on it. Yeah. You, you went into it with a fresh perspective. I did. And yeah. I'm not usually very good at resolutions. So you can make a good point. <laughs> Anson, yeah. that like maybe the action to kick it off and like go, no, like this is a thing that's yeah. going to happen. I think it just brings the idea into something mm-hmm. solid. You yeah. Know, that like this actually exists. This is like possible. This is a real thing now. Is yeah. 30 flirting and thriving a checklist <laughs> that you did that year then? That's a good question. What, I, were they goals to accomplish? <laughs> I think it was like a mindset. Yes. Like 30 mm-hmm. flirting. And I took that from 13 going on 30, by the way. And Jennifer Garner. Very because good. It's the best. Um, yes. But yeah, I think it was a mindset going into the year. And I think it totally worked. So I'm curious now looking back on this year in the stage of life that you are in now, Yeah, it's kind of interesting because in a lot of these flashback segments, we've gone back to 2010, we've gone back Mm -hmm. to, you know, 10 years or more, even at times looking back quite a ways into the past. Yeah, This is actually only Four years. Three years ago. And yeah. About, not 2017 long. really was like yeah. the, the year that this happened. That's I mean, true. So it's pretty recent. And yeah. yet yeah. your life has changed in some really <laughs> significant ways. It's changed pretty drastically. Over yeah. the last three years. So now that yeah. you aren't 
flirty, <laughs> flirty, flirty. Right. Do you have like, a new well, catch? Hopefully, you're still thriving. But yeah, yeah. I mean, do you I'm have trying. a new life motto? Well, that's a good <laughs> like, question. I, I was just yeah. kind of like, like, how do you feel looking back on this, where you're no longer single? Does that change your view of it at that's all? Good, and like, how yeah. you feel about what that year was like? Now that you, because ah. I, I imagine, like, if you could go back to like 2016, Kara, like yeah. right before you made this resolution, and say, hey, guess what? In three or four years, <laughs> yeah. all of this is going to be completely it's different. Be very different. Yeah. You would have been like, whoa, are what? you? That's crazy. Crazy. Right. Because at that point, you're just thinking this is until further notice. Right, this may yeah. just this be is my life. This is me now. Like, right. And you kind of accepted that. I did. And then it all changed. Exactly. Like, so, yeah. I think it set me up to be in a really good place mm. when I met Cody because I met him at the beginning of 2018. So I'd never oh. put all this together. You guys, I'm having an epiphany. Like <laughs> 2017 was this year where I decided I'm going to live my life to my fullest. And part of that year was putting myself out there, doing some dating and like yeah. taking some risks. The and, flirting yeah. part. But the flirting part. <laughs> yes. I, yes. And it was difficult at times, sure, but yeah. it was also like, I was like, no, I'm going to keep going. Like I'm going to continue to take the next step and whatever happens happens. But the end of result of that was at the yeah. beginning of 2018, I met Cody. And so I think it laid the foundation for me to be in a healthy place mm. of I'm okay. And I am a whole person. Yeah. Also as a whole person, that means I can go and seek to find another whole yeah. person who maybe wants to do life together. I don't know. Let's see what happens. That's and cool. so I think it set me up to be in a good place. And then moving forward to say, yeah, I can continue thriving. It looks different now. Right. Now I am seeking to thrive with another person and figure out what that looks like together. But yeah, I think 2017 was a really important year to set me up for the next few years yeah. and yeah. what was coming. So. It reminds me of what people say all the time where it's like, you'll find the thing that you're looking for, like when you stop looking for it or right. something like. And I always hated that. Yeah, I know. No, I know. Like, but it's almost like once you're able to like accept your position and move forward with a yes. good perspective. That's when everything normally changes. Like once you finally Aww. go, all right, this is what I'm doing. Here we go. <laughs> that's the second. Everything is like switch. Yeah. yeah. It Very is crazy. True. I was thinking that exact same thing, Isaac. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything like mystical about that. No, no. Like, I've finally reached Zen. And then now right. my one true love will appear. <laughs> right. you know, I can no. understand why people who are single feel so resentful oh, when yeah. that idea is expressed over sure. and over again. Cause yeah. it's like, look, I'm trying to right. be fine with who I am. I'm doing the best I can. nothing's happening. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, so yeah. stuff it. Yeah. But, but there is also, I think, some kernel of truth to that that seems to be apparent in your story even. It also feels like something that you can't necessarily force, though. No, like, yeah. I don't know that I don't know that you could have done 2017 in 2013, for right. example. Oh, like, heck no. Like you, you know, so, yes, you made a declaration and a resolution and then you acted on it. Yeah. yeah. But you did that at a time where you were capable of doing that. A at healthy, the right time a to healthy, do it. A healthy, holistic approach. Right. Well, and just like 2017 laid the foundation for the next few years. Right. The years before that were right. laying the foundation for that. Right. Exactly. And I was doing what I was supposed to do at that time. Yeah. I was growing yeah. and healing and all of those things. Yes. And so, yeah, it happened when it was supposed to happen. But it's really fun to look back. I feel like <laughs> I learned things looking back at it just this morning. It's Very cool. cool. Without much further ado, I give you the word of the week. This week's word of the week is refresh. And word of the week is kind of like a perspective potluck, but with words and ideas instead of fruit punch. 
Ooh. Oh, you know the potluck fruit punch yes. where it's in a bowl, yeah, and you got the ladle, and it's got sprite. And there's in like it. the sprite, and then there's like maybe cranberries, yep, and there's a little foam on top. Ooh, like foamy that. foam. Always yep. the foam. That stuff is good. <laughs> it is very good. It's yeah. weird, like, it but it's good. You look at it and you're like, this looks not good, but and it's it, not something you ever like want to recreate at home. Like, yeah, you never no, go. Yeah. I'm gonna buy some sprite and Hawaiian punch <laughs> and make potluck and punch. cranberries punch at the house. A bowl. Yeah. This is good. Why do we put it in a bowl? Anyway, instead of like a a pitcher, yeah, I'm gonna do this this weekend. I'm gonna just get like a bowl of punch. Just for me, okay. Yeah. You should. Yeah. You just walk around the house with your ladle, living moss. Uh, okay. Our word of the week is refresh. Kind <laughs> of like Yeah, I mean, punch yeah. can be refreshing. It can sure. be. And that's kind of what we're talking about is like, <laughs> what comes to your mind when you think yeah. of the word refresh? I feel like in some ways we could go a lot more different directions with this word than some of the words that we've done For over sure. the last few episodes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, anger, peace, some of these things, there's a lot to unpack about those words, yeah. but they feel very directional yeah. to me. Okay, we're going to talk about anger. There's that's a path built into it. clearly lead us down a few of these roads right yeah. uh-huh. whereas with refresh this word i think could be applied in so many mm-hmm. different ways like it, it, it kind of feels could. like we're at an intersection and there's a lot of different potential paths we could take so yeah. let's start with, like we normally do with kind of first impressions mm-hmm. when you hear the word refresh isaac what are the first things that pop into your brain one of the places we'll go eventually is kind of like a more higher-minded concept of it but honestly do you remember in the movie theaters when you're sitting there and they show like the sweat of yes. the coke like the, the soda oh, yes. totally. and then it looks better than a coke has ever actually tasted <laughs> yes it's, it's the idea of how you feel when you're drinking when you drink it. right coca-cola like yes that they somehow they, embody they like, fill up screen. the cup and it like kind of spills it, it, it over the edge. a little bit. Yeah, which yeah. you're like, in, yeah. in yeah. real life, that would be awful. Be a terrible experience. <laughs> now my cup sticky. is sticky. And then they do like, it <laughs> has to be. Somehow it looks refreshing. <laughs> and it has to be one of those like CIA implanted refresh, like moments yeah. on the screen oh, where ooh, yeah. you just, you're. Mm. <laughs> and what does it say about. better in the movie theater too, because the like the surround, echoes around the Dolby. Yes. Yeah. And what does it say about me that in my consumeristic little buy stuff brain, when we talk <laughs> about refresh, that's the first place I Coke. go. Coke. Coke. <laughs> branded thoughts are now a thing. Some CEO what right now at Coke is going, yes! We got Ladies one of gentlemen, them. we got it. Yeah. So, but, but honestly, like when we prepped for this, that was my first. It's really funny. I, I had to think totally, deeper. I also yeah. totally get that. I see it, yeah. yeah. The first thing that popped into my mind was the little button at the top of your internet browser mm. when your internet's yep. frozen and yeah. you're going crazy and like, refresh, 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 refresh. refresh. Yeah. like trying that. to make it work because it's stuck and sometimes it does and sometimes it doesn't. Mm, that's an interesting <laughs> though. Trying to make it work because it's stuck. Like, and that's yeah. where that's like, usually that why good. you push it, right? Why you push the refresh button because yeah. it's going too slow. It's stuck. Come on. Like that's really interesting. Refresh. I don't yeah. know that I would have thought about it in quite that way. I definitely yeah. thought of the button, but yeah. not that kind of use case. Yeah. I have been trying to buy a product lately, a graphics card for my computer uh, that is yeah. like out of stock everywhere. Yes. And so the only way that you can do this is you get like a notification from somewhere that it's come in stock at this website site and then you got to get there and like refresh it as like fast as you can ah. yeah, to try to get it before 7 billion other people do. <laughs> yeah. And so like that's what I've been thinking about lately is like uh. literally like I'm refreshing so much F5 is like a <laughs> keyboard shortcut for refreshing and I'm just pounding the F5 button constantly checking to see if this wow. thing is in stock. Yeah. That's At funny. that point I've, huh. I've refreshed 37 times and nothing's changed. So that's interesting. I don't have some like deeper meaning to attach to that necessarily <laughs> yeah. other than it feels like there could be something there. Right. I'm not quite sure what it is. That's awesome. <laughs> a smarter person is listening to this going wow. <laughs> yeah, like oh. Maybe stop <laughs> doing that. 
Um, but let's let's jump off with the one that you mentioned, Kara. This idea yeah. of like pressing refresh in a browser because like your computer is frozen or the page isn't loading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you need to refresh there because I do think there probably is something to that metaphor I of do. like, yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe instead of needing to refresh our internet browser, we need to kind of refresh our brains, our brains. a little yeah. bit when we're kind of getting into that uh, mode yeah. of like, wow, I'm, I'm starting to feel stuck. I'm starting to feel like things are bogging down. Yeah. Yes. And it would sure be nice if there was a button I could press that could kind of reset things here I for know, me. Right. I really want to know where that button is. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but I guess that's kind of what we're talking about is like, okay, where is the button? What does that for your brain? Yeah. And your, I think it's your brain, your soul, your body. And like we've been saying, I think we're all in this place at the end of 2020. Where the heck is the refresh button? I want to do. I want 2021 to feel different than this. Mm. I guess it makes me think a little bit about self-care. That's one way to go with the like, how do I refresh my brain, body and spirit? Uh Self-care is kind of a natural direction to go with that. But not just like what we typically think of with self-care. I heard on a podcast recently that there's a difference between self-comfort and self-care. Okay. So self-comfort is like, I had a really bad day. I just want to sit on the couch with a fuzzy blanket, watch a Christmas movie and drink hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. That is self-comfort. Okay. And you know what? That's okay. That's okay sometimes. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. However, in the long term, I need a reset because I'm stuck. I am in this yeah. loop. Mm-hmm. I am frozen. That isn't probably going to restart you like you need it to. Yeah. So that makes me think of, okay, self-care is more of a intentional what are the things that are good for me that may not necessarily feel good in this moment right and those are probably the things that are going to actually refresh me right because if you just stopped down and went sweatpants and movies forever forever (laughs) right like ultimately that's probably not going to change the problem of feeling like you're stuck in a rut like it's just exactly you're not making any progress right it's almost like you're just sitting in the rut and you've kind of accepted yes your station this is my Mm -hmm. life yeah which at times like i think you do need to take that deep breath of like all right this is where i am i'm going to stop struggling for a minute and just kind of catch my breath but it feels like there's something that follows that right yes Like, like i take a deep breath and I figure out where I am. And then what? Then, now I look toward right. yeah. what's next. And yeah. that's the part that may be a little less comfortable. Yeah. But really meaningful. Right. Yeah. So that's where the strategy comes in for like, yeah, what does refreshment look like in a sustainable mm-hmm. long term way. I can see how it kind of has a maintenance quality to it. One of the best little tiny breakthroughs I've had is thinking of myself not as like this body that I kind of drive around in. I'm a high maintenance machine. Like huh. I need work and, and I need daily work to keep things running well. It's not something yeah. that I can just set and forget because like you're saying, Anson, even if it's my first inclination after a hard day or a long meeting to just sweatpants on and just kind of zone out for a little bit. Mm -hmm. No, usually like the thing that actually works the best for me is to break that pattern of stationary, go do something physically, Mm -hmm. get my brain working a little bit differently. Yeah. And that's the last thing I ever want to do. (laughs) Right. But I've, I've proven to myself that even this week, I talked about this earlier. I had a long Zoom meeting with you guys, which was fine, but it was a long two hour session of staring at 10 different faces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My brain is mush after that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I knew that I had the option of shifting into my next gear and doing five other things mm-hmm. in an hour and thinking, ah, 
my work is going to be better if I break the pattern and go do something. Yes. And that wasn't something I wanted to do. That was not classified as self-care in my head. That was maintenance. I think the result of that was refreshing, though. Yeah. I was able to approach it in a new way, the transformed mindset a little bit. I'm kind of viewing refreshing and like refreshment now as less a comforting thing and more of like a this just has to happen kind of thing. Right. Mm. Yeah. I think that's really interesting because I, I think my first impressions of the word refreshing or refreshment is to equate it with comfort. Like yes. if I think about visual images of refreshment, it's like a nice cold drink in my hand. Like yeah. You were talking about Isaac or sitting on a beach somewhere, just relaxing and resting and something that feels good. Right. Yeah. And yet <laughs> right. what you are kind of getting at, and I think even what you said a couple times there, Isaac was breaking a pattern or mm. interrupting something. Yeah. That's kind of interesting to me because I think that kind of lines up more with the metaphor that we were talking about of like a browser that's gotten yeah. stuck or a computer that's like in a boot loop or whatever. That's what I was thinking. Like you have to interrupt the pattern yeah. to refresh it and kind of bring it back to life, yeah. if you will. Yeah. And that can happen as you're describing, Isaac, with these like regular pattern interrupters that we incorporate into mm-hmm. our life where mm-hmm. we just do this ongoing maintenance. Or it could be like these bigger seminal moments, mm. maybe even kind of like Kara's example from earlier about mm. 2017 oh, yeah. of kind of this like, I just, yeah. like, I'm going to interrupt what has been happening with this new way of acting and doing things and thinking about things yeah. and be really intentional about seeking refreshment through change. Yeah. Mm, uh, that's, that's, that's definitely not where my brain goes first with this word. But right. as I start to think about it more deeply, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. That it like does. Sometimes we need to interrupt the pattern that we've fallen into. And I think actually there are metaphorical examples of this. I was talking to someone about this word and was asking them, what do you think about when you think of the word refreshment? Mm. And they said, you know, I think about an ice cold drink and, and not like a comfortable kind of drink, but like <laughs> oh, a, yeah. almost like a shock to the system yeah. kind of thing. Like, like it's really hot outside. It's like a hundred degrees. You're parched. And like you get an ice cold glass of water or lemonade or something and you drink it and you almost get like a brain freeze from it kind of thing. Or it's like a bazillion degrees outside and you've been mowing the lawn and you're hot and sweaty and like you jump into a swimming pool and it's like cold, but it also feels good at the same time. Kind of, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like there's that initial like shock to the system of like, whoa, that was a big change, Mm -hmm. but it also was the right thing. It was also the thing that I needed at the same time. Yes. And that's what I think of when, when you're describing these kind of like interruptions, I've gotten kind of flat or sunk into this like Mm -hmm. way of doing things. Mm -hmm. And now I need a refresh. I need something to come in and like break the pattern, get my attention, shock me back in a good way to where I need to be. It's such an interesting way to put it. I love that pattern interrupter. There's so much brain science there. We get stuck into these patterns that our brain waves, literally like there's highways that we travel on in our brains. And we just keep going over the same one again and again and again Mm -hmm. until we're like, hey, what about this over here? And then create a new, a new pathway. And that's how you get refreshed is to create new pathways in your brain, which usually requires some sort of action to get Mm -hmm. you moving. Exercise for me has been a huge one. And I know that seems so obvious, but you're right. I never want to do it (laughs) on the front end. I'm always like, but then I've learned enough over time. My brain's starting to realize that if you do this thing at the end of it, you will be happy you did. You will feel refreshed. Yeah, right. 
in Seeking a different way. Stimulation feels like work. Yeah. And, and in some ways it is. It is. Yeah. But then when you do the work, it's refreshing. Yeah. Like, and that's kind of counterintuitive in it a way. It is very much. Another direction I took this when I heard this word refresh that was also kind of like with you, Anson, that's kind of a surprising direction this took in my mind. So I was having a conversation with a friend this week and she's walking through something really, really tough. And she said twice about two different conversations she had with people that were really, really honest. These people had walked through some really intense grief. And she just said multiple times, it was so refreshing to talk to them Mm. because they were honest about their pain. They didn't sugarcoat it. Mm. And it was so refreshing. Mm. And I thought, wow, that is not what I would normally put together with refreshment. Like, let's get together and talk about our suffering. (laughs) Like, Let's get together and share one another's burdens. Does not sound refreshing. Mm. But if you've ever been in one of those places where you are feeling super alone and it's dark and it's overwhelming, you know that someone seeing you and feeling your pain and being with you in it, being able to relate to it is incredibly refreshing. Yeah. That is exactly what you need. That just surprised me. It's this thing we want to avoid, right? We don't want to talk about our pain or Mm -hmm. like we think we don't want to hear about other people's pain. We want to avoid it, which is why we try to sugarcoat things like, oh, it's going to be okay. Like, right. But in the end, that's the most refreshing thing we can do sometimes is yeah. to be upfront and real about our pain and and be with each other in it. Yeah. When you say that, I think the word clarity is refreshing. Yeah. Because like, that's, I think, what honesty brings yes. is clarity. When mm. I'm in the middle of a struggle mm. or when I see a friend who is and there's just this like cloud oh, yeah. over us, like it... it hinders our ability to see or to understand or to feel mm. or whatever. Yeah. And then when people come into that and speak truth and mm. honesty and mm. it brings clarity to mm. the situation. And sometimes clarity is hard because mm. it uncovers things that are difficult yeah. and that we have to deal with or wrestle with. And so sometimes like stripping away the cloud reveals things that maybe sometimes we'd rather would mm-hmm. stay covered up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But again, that clarity that comes from lifting the mist and lifting the cloud yeah. to the point where now we can see everything kind of out in the open. Yeah. That is refreshing. It's a pattern interrupter. Like we were talking about uh-huh. before. Yeah. We're used to this existence in cloudy. We're we're used to having our vision kind of obscured. It's like flying in an airplane when you're like climbing and you're going through the clouds and then you break through, break through on top and you're like, whoa, it's like a rainy, sad day. And then all of a sudden I get up here above the clouds and there's the sun like it's still there. And so there's also so much hope, I think, that comes with that of like the sun is still shining even when this layer of clouds is kind of yeah obscuring it yeah and and refreshment is begotten by struggle like refreshment comes at the end of mm. it right so you can't really have refreshment without being thirsty if we want to use the drink oh, metaphor like that's a good point. so i think that it's found after a difficult time or after the effort has been made to get through a difficult time hmm. since we are approaching this podcast from a christian worldview there are a couple of appearances by the word refresh or refreshment in scripture i think of the picture of Psalm 23, a deer panting for water and God restoring our souls. Yeah, Yeah, I think that definitely brings to mind some of this like refreshment imagery Mm. in the New Testament. In particular, the word refreshment is not used hardly at all. I could only find really like two examples of it. One is Paul is talking about a friend of his and how he has been refreshed by spending time with this person, which is kind of interesting. And then the other one is in Acts. And there's a story in Acts where Peter 
is walking towards the temple and he sees a blind man and he heals this blind beggar. Everyone around is amazed by this miraculous sign and they come to him and Peter tells them that they all need to repent and and turn away from their sins Hmm. so that, quote, times of refreshment can come. Uh, And he seems to be talking about specifically in this case, the second coming of Christ uh, as like the ultimate time of refreshment. Yeah. Um, But it was interesting to me that a call to repentance was immediately followed by times of refreshment coming. And this is actually repeated elsewhere in scripture as well. In uh, Proverbs 3, 7, and 8, it talks about repenting and how refreshment will come as a result of our turning to righteousness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I, I was like, wow, there seems to be this connection here between the idea of repentance and refreshment. And I was like, that is not a thing I expected to think about or not a a place I expected to go when I first started thinking about this word refreshment. But now as we're sitting here talking about this idea of pattern interrupters Uh or things that kind of like get our attention or shock our system away from our normal way of doing things. Mm -hmm. I feel like this fits into that. It does literally perfectly because what is repentance? Like repentance is a break in our sin nature. It's turning away from the way we normally operate yeah. And comfort. And, it's turning away from comfort. Yes. It, it's this intentional step away, break in the system. I'm not going to do things the same way that I've been doing them. Yeah. You know? And that brings refreshment. Huh. And it's seems, kind of mind blowing. It's kind of wild to me. Yeah. yeah. Because like I definitely was approaching this topic with the idea of primarily thinking about external forces acting on me yes. and how I need refreshment from those external forces. Oh. Yeah. Right. Like there's all the stress of the world and 2020 stuff and all of these things happening. And I want to be refreshed from all of these like things that are kind of oppressing me. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing that is oppressing me more than anything else is my own sin. Yeah. And if ultimate refreshment looks like Jesus, the opposite of that is my sin. Hmm. And that's what he's refreshing me from. That's what he's restoring me from. Yeah. But I can think of areas of my life where I've been stuck in a rut of sin. Yeah. And when all of a sudden, like there was this Holy Spirit, Jesus led turn from yeah. that sin into a new way of doing things. Those have been some of the most refreshing moments and seasons of my life. Yeah. yeah. Is when I've been able to break free of those chains and find refreshment in Jesus. And it all starts with repentance. And I don't know that that's something that we highlight enough. Uh The calls to repent are super necessary, but I think that they should always be punctuated with, and you will be refreshed and restored with this thing that Mm. is so good and necessary. You have to experience it, right? right? When I think of the call to repent, I immediately go to a person yelling at people on the street corner. Oh, yeah. And it's not at all something I would normally easily equate with refreshness, but you're dead on. Right. I mean, there are times yeah, yeah. in my life where that's I think happened. you think of repentance and, and the first thought that pops into my head is like, it's, so, it's somber. <laughs> yes. it's, it's, it's mourning. Right. And, like yeah. it's hard. Yeah. And it's, hard. Like, it's not easy. It's yeah. difficult. It means confronting difficult things. It means mm. thinking about things that aren't super fun. Yeah. Right. It means judgment in some cases. Or like that So means, all of those words we tend to associate with repentance mm-hmm. yeah. in the same way that we might associate some negative words with, say, exercising yeah. or, or I don't know, something like that. that like, pain. Pain, yeah, like yes, pain. Pain aversion. There's, there's pain. There's difficulty. There's having to get in shape. There's having to step out of my comfort zone. There's like, resistance. Right. There's all sorts of yeah. negative vibes I could get yeah. from having yeah. to do that. And yet we recognize on the other side of it that it leads to freedom yeah. and that it leads to refreshment. Repentance probably has that same baggage. And yet when we actually experience it, 
and experience the refreshment that comes from practicing it, it's kind of like mind blowing of like, oh, wait, I didn't even realize like how much I needed this, how enslaved I was before I experienced this. Right. So it feels like such a hopeful vision of repentance that that's kind of the point. Yeah, it is kind <laughs> yeah. of the point, isn't and we it? Don't, but we don't real, I don't realize that. I just think of repentance as like this thing I want to avoid because it brings condemnation and it's just going to make me feel bad about what a horrible person I am. But like, that's not the point. Yeah. The end goal of repentance is that God wants to refresh you. Well, and like, how nice is it when someone, I can think of the time where I have already forgiven someone of something, but mm-hmm. they came to me and directly called out what happened and apologized for it. Mm. And I think that was as much for me as it was for them too. Like that mm. was such a different relationship after that happened than when it was when I had just on my end been like, it's all good. Yeah. I, I forgive them. I love them. But for that to actually happen, that brought refreshment to that. That oh, yeah. cleared the air and allowed for a new relationship to begin after that. Mm, absolutely. And I think that it's a similar situation. We have been forgiven, but when we approach it with repentance, we're able to enjoy that forgiveness to the full. Like mm. we're able to actually feel that. Good. I think I just forget that all the time with it. Me too. Yeah. And it's yeah. far easier, I think, for us to recognize the benefits of that when someone else needs to be the one doing the work. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if this person needs to come and repent of what they've done to me or whatever, like yeah. and apologize, I can see that speck in their eye. Oh, yeah. Sure. Right. Yeah. But when the burden is on us um, to yeah. have to do the work of repenting, oh, yeah. that's when it feels overwhelming. And right. In the same yeah. way that, you know, I can see that like Isaac over there exercising or whatever is having benefits for him. And, <laughs> yeah. Keep going, Isaac. You're doing Yay. good. But I don't actually have to do the hard part right. yeah. to right. do that. I just get to cheer Isaac on as he reaps mm, the benefits. Big strong boy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but like for me to actually do the work that I need to yeah. do requires a lot of effort and requires some really hard things. Mm. Yeah. That's where the going gets tough with repentance is like we have to confront those difficult things to break through to the refreshment on the other side. Yeah. Hi, I'm Kara Culver. For the past month, I've been sharing my ideas with you for how to make this city a better place. I've heard some great feedback from a lot of people. My opponent, Mr. Do Good Stuff, has some great ideas about how to bring people together and make some needed changes to this city. He seems like a really great guy who knows what he's doing. And that's why I think you should vote for Mr. Do Good Stuff in the upcoming election. Seriously, though, please don't vote for me. I am not cut out for this. My name is Kara Culver, and I approve this message. How do you even end a podcast instead of drawing a blank? We are going to fill one in, and this is our last fill in the blank, guys, before we take a break for the Christmas season for a few weeks. We'll be back in 2021. So as you're thinking about the end of 2020 and moving into the new year, let's fill this blank in. In 2021, I'm going to seek refreshment by remembering to what? I'm going to say work on it. It's necessary. Work isn't something that's always desired and fun, mm-hmm. but I think, it, I think it's required. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remembering to see the bigger picture, mm. like you were talking about with the clouds and the airplane. Like mm. if I can remember in the midst of the tough stuff and the stuff that doesn't feel good when I need refreshment, there's a bigger picture here. I can do the hard thing and get up above the clouds refreshment is on the other side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think for me, I'm going to say remembering to be open mm. 
Yeah. A lot of what we've talked about is clarity, that honesty. We talked about repentance, which requires a lot of openness and honesty mm-hmm. and vulnerability, frankly, mm-hmm. remembering to be open with others about what I'm struggling with, both external pressures applied on me and things that I've caused mm. through my own imperfection and my own yeah. sin, mm. being open and honest with God about those things and being open and honest with others about those things. Every time I do that, it's really refreshing. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes it's just hard to get yourself there. Yeah. 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 All right. Let's go eat some ice cream. Yeah. <gasps> yes, please. Thanks for listening to the Really Real Podcast. Get more content or air your grievances in the Real FM Insiders Facebook group realfm.online slash insiders. We're definitely not in there writing Bible man fan fiction. Tune in next time to hear Anson, Kara, and Isaac say, you're not living the Taco Bell live moth lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> like, whatever. <laughs>